this is your warning. This episode is going to be chocked full of Avengers Endgame spoilers. So, before we begin, does anybody want to get out? Open your mouth, prepare your tongue, because you're about to get a taste. I cannot believe we've gone 12 episodes without me being able to talk about Final Fantasy. Well, I know the doll is bad, so I gotta think the dusty balloon is less bad. I mean, if all life everywhere ends... What have I lost? Facial hair as a theme is not something I ever would have chosen. So Yeah, that's the one that Rock is just sweaty the whole time. He's got that good, good pointy Jafar beard. (laughs) I've got three pages of AMA citations. This is the Debate This Podcast. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Debate This, the show where no one is right but someone is definitely wrong. In this podcast, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comics, video games, and why me crying one and a half times during Avengers Endgame doesn't make me any less of a man. Don't at me, my eyes are just sweaty. One and a half times? (laughs) Well, you know, I'm rounding to the nearest one and a half. Are you calling like teary-eyed like a half? Oh yeah, that's it, it was more like a solid two. Yeah, can you define half cry? My eyes were sweaty, it's fine. So do we want to just knock this out now and... (laughs) When did everyone cry during I'll, the movie? I'll add that, I'll, I'll add I that still, to the list of questions. I know we gave a spoiler warning, but I don't feel good about not giving people like a moment. Okay. So, Andrew, I, w- I want to give you 60 seconds to describe <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion to me uh, okay. in detail. Oh. You have 60 seconds, go. All right, daddy issues, giant robots. Robots aren't actually robots. They're uh, hell, they're devils, demons, doesn't matter. Um uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, uh, uh, ma- main character's father is actually uh, setting up for the end of the world, and a lot of premature sex scene. Oh, Boom! Man. All right. So not only have we lost people that don't want to get spoilers, our download count has dropped. Um, <laughs> they actually so, took <laughs> downloads away from us. Undownloaded the episode. So, uh, I'm Todd Thomas today with Kyle on your left, Harper. Matt, I can do this all day, Cole, and Andrew, that is America's ass, Henderson, recording yeah, live and on location in the Songwriters Recording Suite at Craft and Vinyl, located at 1806 West 5th Street in Grandview, Ohio, a solid location uh, here in central Ohio that has mountains of vinyl and a pretty impressive selection of craft beers and uh, cans and on tap, but for real, if you're in Grandview... This is the place to have a beer and just chill. Yeah, it's, it's pretty I, legit. I want I want to move back to Columbus just to hang out in here all day every day. This uh, is the coolest place in the world. Now yeah. now they, this this is not sponsorship, but I would like to say <laughs> that the beer that I'm drinking, the Wolf's Ridge that I'm drinking, is very very good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, like for real though, Craft um, and Vinyl. It's just down the road from where from where I live here. And uh, Matt and I strolled in the other day and we're chatting them up. It is a sweet location, but. Uh, like I said, we are live here in the songwriters recording suite. Hey boys, all four of us are in the same room. First time forever. Oh hey. my god, hey. ever. Yeah, hey. first time in forever. More than a year after this podcast started, <laughs> and we've all managed to be in the same room. Yeah, we are exactly one time. We are live and on location, my dudes. We can we can thank Todd Todd's nuptials for that. <laughs> 14, his his nups. <laughs> Fourteen million <laughs> some ways that we do this podcast, and in only one way <laughs> and are we all in the same room. <laughs> As Todd wears his Doctor Strange shirt. Um, so. Us four nerd boys, we hit up Avengers Endgame last night at 10 p.m. Um, we managed to get a few hours of sleep, 
Kyle and I got in a CrossFit workout afterwards, and we are here to discuss. <laughs> nope, nope, getting assigned to cut that. Uh, we're here now to discuss our thoughts from Endgame with you, our listeners. So hopefully, if you're still hanging on at this point, you've watched Endgame. Because if you've not, you are. It's it's spoiler city. Dead yeah. ahead, everyone. Full, like if, you, if this is your last chance, um, if you if you haven't seen the movie Bail, because. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I was I was thinking about dropping one there, but that seemed mean. <laughs> the the sled is rosebud. That's the that's Dumb, the Dumbledore dies at the end. Yeah, um, Snape kills Dumbledore. So, Snape kills Dumbledore. So we are all also mourning the loss of Tony Stark. Um, we sit here today. R.I.P. You know he he R.D.J. carried the uh, carried the franchise. I think he was the flagship starter. Mm-hmm. Getting to watch all the uh, the post credit scenes that were on Twitter and a thread the other day that Kyle yep. shared. Um, you know, it was pretty neat to see that. But, you know, now that we're kind of reeling from everything, I would like to open the floor to what are some of your initial thoughts right now? We are about 15 hours after watching the movie. How do you feel? That was the best series finale I've ever seen. Agreed. Yep. Of, like, any any IP, any TV show, like, Mm -hmm. best series finale, hands down. The fan service was top-notch without being, like, too, like, Wink, wink, <laughs> nudge, nudge. You get it. Um, it, it. Everyone's story got wrapped up. Uh, people who had, who had regrets, got to fix them or heal them in the past, and it was, it was very good. It was very, very good. I will watch it and cry many more times I in think, the future. I think Iron Man's Tony Stark's death is my second favorite character rap since Breaking Bad. Ooh. I think that was a that was exactly the the rap on that character that I wanted down to the last line, which was him saying, "I am Iron Man," which was so I, good. Um, RDJ said his favorite eight minutes in his the whole time he did the MCU was those last eight minutes he yeah. was on screen. That was that was a really fun nod, and I think that was that was Marvel saying like because again, Iron Man is not their flagship character. He never oh, really not, oh, has not, not, been. Not he yeah. was before this. Before yeah. this. He is and, now. And He's I think, the flagship of the MCU. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And that, not, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm Marvel. saying. is like Because Captain America has panache because he's, he's been a flagship character mm-hmm. in the comics, but it was really cool for, for, the, for the MCU to give him the, the nod. I mean, like, our entire thing was based off of, based on the, like, on the back of RDJ. And, of and this Iron movie Man. that they didn't know what was going to happen. This was their... Like Iron Man One was was a hail mary. Like um, Marvel was in was in bankruptcy. Um, all their IPs have been sold across three studios, oh, yeah. Yeah. and um, and Iron Man with uh, with newly reformed like burnt out actor Robert Downey Jr. was a hail mary play, and it, <laughs> and they they scored the touchdown. Yeah. Like, RDJ who found sobriety in a drive-through, like yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, and you know, I think we were talking about this a little before we started recording that we gave the Russo brothers an impossible task to wrap up twelve years and twenty-two movies in three hours, and uh, I think they knocked it out of the park. Whether you love or hate the storyline, because I think that everybody is going to have some qualms here or there about I wanted more of that or I wanted less of that. I wanted it to go this way. I wanted Captain America to die and not. Iron Man, pour one out. But um, yeah, I mean, there was the best wrap up that we could have gotten to 12 years of movies, 11 years of movies. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, it was it's per- incredible. Perfect now, send-off for Robert Downey Jr., perfect send-off for Chris Evans. Like, so great, now great saying, raps for both That stories. said, though, I think that's a, there's a really important distinction to make between was this a good movie or was this a good finale? And I think it is definitely a good finale, but I'm going to be a little bit of a bummer here and say, I didn't love it. I didn't so, think it was that great out. a movie. Okay, so here's, here's the thing that Kyle and I talked about last night that um, I think that... I gave the same critique to this movie that I gave to the start of Captain Marvel. The first 15, 20 minutes were a little clunky. Um, And I think that we are kind of at the point that if you want to fully enjoy a superhero movie without getting 20 minutes of full exposition, like unless you want Thor 1 again, where the first half of the movie Mm -hmm. is, here's Thor's world. We're going to tell you everything about Thor. Get ready to be drugged through this lore because that's what you're getting. And I think unless that's what you want every superhero to move be now every superhero movie to be now we're at the point where like they're not going to show you uncle ben dying anymore you're right. going to get 20 minutes of like build up build yep. up build up and now we're here and you we've, just have to accept we've seen uncle ben die we know what the infinity stones are we yeah. know we know who we're assuming you know who all these characters are mm-hmm. and we're we're starting with story beat story beat story it, beat like the the my i think my general issue with it when i walked out of that theater i said i don't understand what this movie was trying to be I other think, than a finale i think this movie so that i think i this, think i think you hit it this yeah. movie this movie was a bookend so i think they've either officially or unofficially been referring to this series of movies the first three phases as the infinity saga yes because it has been the infinity saga yeah and so you know, we're going to talk a little bit later about maybe what comes next, but I think this was their bookend of like, all right, truly, to, to go back to the Captain America quote, like, does anybody want out? Like, who's done? Whose contracts are up? You six flagship characters been carrying this franchise for the better part of a decade. We're going to give you all endings that want and need endings and then kind of keep some of you along on the fringe. Because mm-hmm. let's be fair, I think we haven't seen the last of Thor, but we're not going to have... Thor for another decade. Yeah. Like, not doing Thor shit for another decade. Thor, Thor will pop in. Chris Hemsworth will make appearances and, and deus ex machina here and there, but he's not carrying a movie in the future. But you know? I, I want to be clear. We only saw two endings. We only saw two character endings. Well, like, to, um, be, to well, be clear. Black Widow. Black Widow's gone. Fair enough. Captain, Amer- gone. Captain America, Iron Man. Um, Hawkeye isn't gone, but Dude. like, how does Hawkeye come back? Well, like, and so yeah. that's the thing. Like, let's talk about the original six, right? Yeah. Like, three of them are dead slash retired because Steve Rogers is He's old man Steve. Yeah, and I didn't even realize this, but at that point, he is over a hundred years old, yeah. and he is an old ass dude. So you've got those three who are are gone and out. I can't imagine Clint Barton, who is now lost. Nat lost his family, regained his family, killed a bunch of people. He killed, he killed a, lot. a lot of people, but he's like a cool ninja he, now. Yeah. He went on. He went on a rampage. <laughs> a murder rampage. He got. He got. He got lost in a five minute kung fu movie. He's, he is what what Pitbull talks about being Mister Worldwide. Clint Barton <laughs> is that for murdering bad guys. Yeah. So I don't think he's coming back. Uh, and then you've got. Smart Hulk, and you've got Asgardians of the Galaxy. Hulk, excuse me, it's Hulk Ruffalo. Hulk Ruffalo, Hulk Ruffalo. and also the big Thorbowski. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean... Party I, Santa Thor. I yeah. think that, if I'm being honest, I'm sure the reason they kept those two around was because of the success of Ragnarok. Yeah. So I think that mm-hmm. we get the buddy comedy of Hulk Ruffalo and Thorbowski well, for 
a little while here and there, and, but... And, and Thor, like, Thor didn't hit his stride until <laughs> Ragnarok. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. Tiger, they're, yeah. they're well, finally... Like, saved him. Yeah, yeah. they're finally mm-hmm. like, all right, let's make good Thor movies now. And then um, the Hulk hasn't had a standalone movie with Ooh. Mark Ruffalo in it. Yeah, like, so Kyle and I were talking about this coming home last night that... Thor does his best when he's being babysat by someone else. Mm-hmm. Thor yes. can't be on the screen by himself. Yeah. Don't leave Thor alone with other one-dimensional characters. He needs someone else. Like he needs his mom, who is like, "Ooh, also eat a salad." And he goes, "Ooh, well, that was that was really rude, but okay." Like he, <laughs> yeah. needs, he needs his Loki. He needs and the Hulk. He Corgan needs Meek. And the other Corgan thing, Meek. <laughs> Rock, Rocket Best character. Um, yeah, when when freaking. Thor says noob stomper 69 or noob killer 69. <laughs> um, but one of the things I had said to Kyle last night is I think that Thor's character in Ragnarok came about after they saw the success of Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. They saw Drax and they were like, oh, this like dry, very literal humor is great. Everyone needs a, a straight man who well, pulls something out like so that. So that, that, I, I think we came at that from different sides. So sure. that's what they tried to have Thor be in the first two Thor mm-hmm. movies was like he's a fish out of water fish out of water yeah. very like very literal like takes yeah. everyone at their word kind of thing and then Guardians of the Galaxy rolled around uh, Batista nailed it <laughs> and they were like cool we got that set mm-hmm. let's figure out how Maybe to how make Thor fun and they made mm-hmm. Thor fun I, and something um, it's been a party something we keep like pulling up characters something that I so we talked about the major six and you know I think you know we've got at least Thor and, and Hulk can't just disappear. I think mm-hmm. I think Clint Barton, like I think he could disappear. Like we can be done with Hawkeye. I kind of want Ninja Clint Barton though. Like it, the, it, what what is left with his arc? He like like Matt had said, he so, lost his family. He lost Natasha. Got his family back. Not before killing a not zero number of people. I I want to see um if if Clint Barton isn't gone, I want to see him as like the Avengers like fight trainer like he'll he'll be he doesn't go out in the field anymore but he'll Mm. he'll spar with the newbies to make sure they they aren't just going to go out and embarrass themselves Uh, i like that or they send new avengers teams on retreats to clint's farm (laughs) yeah 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 he's he's training training. a real mr miyagi situation yes um i want to talk so i've got some other things to go over here but let's let's stop talking about i guess the the og six let's change gears and maybe talk about the new breakthrough people um, I just want to get this on record. We don't deserve Paul Rudd. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> no one in this life deserves Paul Rudd. He is a, <laughs> he is a gem of a human being. And something I pointed out to Kyle last night: once you watch this movie, the world was saved by a rat that happened to be in the wrong storage bin. That yep. rat that walked across the keyboard and like triggered the oh, time yeah. tunnel, yeah. To, like release. Is, that's the real hero of this movie. That that's is right. the reason why the world was saved. It's so weird. Yeah, a little yeah. weird. But yeah, so let's let's maybe talk about what were some of the breakout maybe not sick main six Avengers that that had some cool scenes that you got something out of. So just any like Paul Rudd when he's on camera is just on. Like there there's not a moment he's on screen where he's like waiting for his line to show up. His his face is he's reacting, he's he's prat falling, mm-hmm. he's he's on all the time. Um I mean, a lot of the newbies were not here I, most of the time. And um, I think Stephen Stephen Strange is the other one. I think he's he he flies in with the he says good wisdom and like mm-hmm. good advice and keeps a cool head. But 
Well, uh, those are my two standouts of the newbies. So instead, let's so let's talk about maybe Paul Rudd and Rocket and Nebula. Like, what were your thoughts on like? So Rocket, I think that Bradley Cooper doesn't get a lot of good credit for being Rocket, and Rocket's a lot totally. of fun. Yeah. Um, and also, we saw a full evolution of Nebula. Like, what did what did we get from them? Uh, I I think that they really set up for whatever Guardians Three is going to mm-hmm. be, and I am guessing that the reaction or the reception of Guardians 3 is really going to determine how those characters fit back into the MCU at large. Because I think that we've gotten a full arc of Nebula, we've gotten a full arc of Rocket. They don't need to bring them back into the main fold. I would like to see them do that because I like both of those characters. I want characters. Rocket forever. I'm, I'm going to slightly disagree with you. We got, we got Nebula... Um, we, we finished Nebula breaking out of her, like, I must serve Thanos role, and now we're gonna we're gonna see some fun Nebula. How do I be a good person? Um, antics uh, where she's been trained and tortured to be this assassin her whole life, mm-hmm. and now is like gonna try and be the good person. So we're just gonna get those those scenes of her like smiling at a small child and the child <laughs> and <it's> like <laughs> running away terrified. She yeah. doesn't know what a smile is. She's going like, to be the new Black Widow. Yeah. Right? And she's the yeah. new torturous killer turned Avenger. But we dialed that up and made her an, a blue alien. Torturous killer. Made yeah. her blue and not mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. 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 Um, going back to Paul Rudd for a minute. <laughs> Every time. I'll never. I do. There was. make a podcast called Going Back to Paul Rudd. Going Back to Paul Rudd. Podcast within a podcast. I think my favorite. One of my favorite scenes in general, but definitely favorite Paul Rudd scene is when they were in. So Thor's all big Thorbowski. He's, <laughs> he's, I mean, Chris Hemsworth just yeah. fucking killed it. Yeah. Um, but he's like kind of going off on this tangent. Uh, he's like talking about the reality stone when they're all kind of like, they're all updating <laughs> yeah. each other, which was a very fun like meta bit. Todd, like, they're all Todd updating each this other. in the car t- last and, night too. And Thor is talking and everyone's just like, Rolling what the eyes, fuck yeah. is wrong with this guy? And Paul Rudd is just like on smiling. Like, just, just, board yeah, yeah, yeah. Like well, just totally down. And, the, and just like that face is like, that is a person, that is a master class in acting, like in just reaction <laughs> yeah. acting. So that was a, so yeah, like Kyle said, we talked about this last night. That was such a fun moment because we all know the story of every Infinity Stone. Uh-huh. We've all watched it unfold, but oftentimes we forget that not all the characters know everything. Yeah. So in that moment when Thor is going through his fever dream of the reality stone and <laughs> yeah. everything, and everyone's like, yeah, we get it. Like, what the fuck? Paul Rudd's like, I don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's never heard it. And he says, like, I don't know what the Infinity Stones are. No one cares. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it was like, I, I explained it to Kyle. It's not them breaking the fourth wall, but it's like them tapping on the glass real quick. Yeah. And they're like, you know it all, but just remember, not everyone knows everything here, and it's fun. And I did love the running joke too that like Paul Rudd, that Scott Lang, this very intelligent, very accomplished electrical engineer who like has broken into top security systems, is is the dummy of the group. Like everyone's <laughs> yeah. like, watch out, this guy's an idiot. Like, yeah, yeah, you got that dummy, and and like, and he doesn't even fight him back on it because he knows he's like he's outclassed by a raccoon and Doctor Banner and Tony Stark, like all at once. But here, I guess, again, just to be to be the wet blanket. Here, here is my core problem with it. As much as I enjoyed all that, and like, I thought that was really done really well, and I, they clearly like, had a lot of fun with that. The message that that sends out is like, oh, this is just kind of like a fun, happy-go-lucky. Like, I, I, I felt very like, am I supposed to be upset? Am I supposed to laugh? Like, so and, and and that it's so 
different from all of the advertisements and all of the mm-hmm. marketing that we got, which is like, this is going to be fucking heavy, guys. Like, they've never felt any, they've never handled anything like this before. Like, that's my one, like, if, if I have a complaint, because I, I loved the whole thing. I'm, I'm a sucker for everything they did. So, but the tone issues were, the tone was all, all over, over the, the place. Yeah. Um, even when, like, yeah. Tony Stark's cracking jokes the minute he lands back on Earth at the beginning and, like, barely survived being out in space. Like, he, he lands and is like, I thought you were a Build-A-Bear until right now. Yeah, like, yeah it's just like, oh, heavy, oh. heavy, heavy Well, and, like, scene. we just got to this thing where he's, like, doing this really heartfelt recording for, for, for Pepper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, oh, Captain Marvel's there, cool. Oh, Sony's back, cool. Anybody, and, I, and I know, like, they had to, like, push it, move it along, and, and that's why, like, I think I, I rarely, I rarely say something like this, but, like, I think they could have, that was two movies. Like, I honest mm-hmm. to God think that that probably could have been two movies because I'll, I'll I mean, we, we'll get into it a little bit, but, like, I want the movie of them in that, like, five years later dystopia. Yeah, and, yeah and, I also want that movie. I, right? And, yeah. and I think there are very few franchises and series that that could do that and actually pay that off. But Marvel or MCU has done so much work to build this universe. Mm-hmm. And when you see Paul Rudd walking through the streets and it's like, it looks like a fucking war zone. It's like the walking dead. Like yeah. there's trash yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, man, I I'm watching this. It's like, I want to get more into this. Like, you know, Oh shit. Like garb, probably garbage men don't exist. Or like there, there's not like generally like public services. Right. Or, and they said there was a, there was a throwaway line that Captain America says like, Oh, the Mets are gone. I was like, Oh shit. Because they don't need two baseball teams. Like New York doesn't need two baseball teams. Like there's all this like really micro stuff that I was really interested in and like, Oh man, how cool that I have never seen a situation where we have established like a present day earth. And then what would happen if 50% of the population was just gone? I did like, um, it was also another throwaway line. They almost acknowledged that like maybe Thanos was right with the, like, I, as I came over here, there were whales in the Bay area. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was very much like, very cool. Oh, they, they kind of went there. They kind of did touched on like, yeah, Maybe half, it's half the boats are gone. Yeah, so, maybe yeah. this right. is all worth it. And like, uh, how how does society move on? Because they keep saying, "Like you have to move on," but it's like it's very clear that infrastructure was was there. Like there was, you know, there were there. I would imagine there was still government and there, you know, everything else. But like, there is a movie in itself right there. And and what I really, what really kind of pissed me off was when everybody comes back. There, it's just like. Oh, whatever. Now, yeah. now, to to their credit, they didn't erase those five years. They didn't undo yeah. those yeah. five years. So yeah. we can still, they can still sew threads of like, yeah, what happened in future movies. Um, yeah. because people like the scene, the scene that did it for me that like showed like man, like people are getting back on their feet and rebuilding is like there were there were Professor Hulk fangirls and like. Yeah. And right, like, yeah. That was a very lighthearted moment. That was a very good moment to and see. Like the world is still moving. Like, yeah, people yeah. are still. Yeah, and I think I think I I want to give them the benefit of the doubt that we will we will see threads of that sewn through the future movies still. But, but like, there's I go back to that scene. I can't get it out of my head when Peter. Um, spoiler alert: Peter Parker comes back. 
Um, when, Peter, when Peter Parker is, uh, walks... Spider-Man, uh, yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home, coming July 27th. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, yeah. and, and, and you can like, finish, but yeah, Spider-Man... You know what I'm going to say. Well, he, Spider-Man Far From Home will be really telling of how much they, so, they so show. So what happened was, so Spider-Man, again, they're trying to wrap up all these, and they show Peter in high school, and he's, you know, he's a handshake, or he hugs his best friend, whatever. But it's like, statistically speaking, half of those students should be 19. Right, like yeah. should be graduated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, what a weird situation. And and it, it made me think of there's a show. There's a uh, it started as a French show, but they did an English adapt- adaptation. It's called The Returned. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some of it. I think. So it, it plays with that. It's like these these ten people die and and come back to life. You know, four years later. But for them, time hasn't hasn't moved as an elapsed. Right. It's yeah. only been a matter of seconds. But like the world has moved on. Like you know. You get, and, and that's what this kind of micro idea, like husbands and wives have been split apart. Families have moved on. Like people have been remarried. You know, like these two main characters are twins. One of them died. The other one didn't. Sure. The other twin is five years older. She's had a completely different set of experiences. Like, like that's all, all of those little micro stories. Like that is the, that is the implication that they have set. And I wanted, I wanted anything. I wanted any kind of that payoff. Yeah. So it, I will say, um, like, Yes, I want the I like I want the five years between the snap and you know like let's bring everybody back. Scott Lang is here, mm-hmm. and then I want the five years after Thanos and the Chitari get dusted. Like sure. I want to see what what the the fall looks like, and then I want to see the rebuild. And then mm-hmm. I want to talk about a different character. So Kyle, if you have another thought on that, feel no, free to I'm good. I okay. can stop. Yeah. So as much as like I'll, I'll talk about Scott Lang, Rocket, yeah. Nebula, as much as the next guy. But the one I really want to talk about is Scarlet Witch. Oh um, my God. Yeah. Yep. So like <laughs> he's got it. Scarlet. She had a good moment. Yeah. Scarlet Witch uh, had an amazing moment for sure, and. Scarlet Witch has always been one of the most powerful Avengers. Mm-hmm. It was one of the reasons I was really disappointed that they killed Quicksilver off yeah. in 45 minutes of movie because mm-hmm. Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are both Infinity Stone-derived yeah. powers, um, at least MCU-wise. Sure. And so to see Scarlet Witch, like that line of, I don't even know who you are, you oh, yeah. will. Oh. Yeah. Was like, <laughs> that was good. Very, very good. Elizabeth Olsen, very, very good. But oh. every, pause because yeah. every every actor came to like pulled out their stuff oh, yeah. for yeah. this comic book yeah. movie. Like no one phoned in a performance this whole movie. Oh, yeah. no. they, they all the the check for three million dollars probably didn't. Yeah, yeah. sure. But everybody <laughs> did leave it all on the floor for sure. But um, yeah, I mean Scarlet Witch is I think now the most powerful Avenger that we have. Because it really, like, the way that I see it is that we're not going to get a lot of Captain Marvel throughout these next arcs of movie. They really seem to, like, cement that she only shows up when you need her sort of mentality about Carol Danvers, which I'm fine with. You know, I I love Captain Marvel. I love Brie Larson. But she is is God-tier among Mm -hmm. all of these S-tier characters. Well, we can... We might get into this in a later question, but um, there is a there is a space team now. Yeah. There's yes. a team in space and a team on Earth, and mm-hmm. like Carol Danvers is a part of the space team. So if like, anything, yeah. so so that we don't have two god tier uh, yeah. Avengers on Earth. But Scarlet Witch is an absolute powerhouse, and yeah. just to see her yeah. like lift and basically torture Thanos mm-hmm. to the point of him. Raining down like, fire upon his own troops to disrupt yeah. the moment. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. absolute plan Z, 
pull the plug. It's like this is the Hail Mary. The 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 last thing I want to say about these kind of like breakout characters before we go to like a next topic would be one of my and we'll maybe we'll come back to this, but like one of my favorite moments from Scott Lang was when he was the biggest giant man he's ever been. <laughs> yes. Um, two things. One, when he punched the Chitari like that was Leviathan. Yeah. yeah. It was so good. And then two, when he just crushed um uh the one of the Black Order, yeah, the, the biggest, the biggest yeah. of the Black yeah. Order. Yeah, the one who is not Ebony Maw, the only Black Order name that I know. Yeah, well, he was Call Obsidian. Yes, Call of, that's it. Because it was um, Black Dwarf or something, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't like that." So <laughs> <Yeah>. Call Obsidian <laughs> for so, a lot of reasons. Yeah. So okay, so let's let's change gears a little bit. So um, going into this movie, there were some. They were fairly accurate that all the clips that came out for the previews were within a largely the first 20 minutes, except yep. for the couple cuts of like Captain America strapping his shield back on, yep. maybe that final battle. Yeah, the Ant-Man um, flipping off the pencil yeah. was very late. It was either the first 20 or the last five. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so going into this, I mean, I, I know I had read some spoilers. I had seen some things. What were some, what was maybe like one of the biggest surprises that came out of this movie for you? What was the thing that like... You went in thinking, yeah, this might happen, this might not happen, or you had no idea that it took place, and you're like, oh, oh, shit. Like, and I'll, and I'll, I'll get it started. So for me, aside from like different spoilers I had read, I would have never guessed that Natasha would be the one that would die for the Soul Stone. Correct. I wouldn't have called that yeah. shot. Yeah. And, and I, I think that when it was said and done with, at first I was kind of mad. I didn't want it to be her, but two things made it better. One, the scene of her and Clint fighting to see who gets to die. Yeah. That played out exactly like that it was, probably should have. That was a really like heart-wrenching mm -hmm. scene. And the point at the end when they were talking at the docks, and they're like, well, does she have any family? And someone's like, no one. She has no one. She has, she has us. us. Yeah, and that was like... For me, I was like, okay, like I'm I'm at peace with this being Scarlett Johansson, like with this being Black Widow. I don't know what happens with the whole rumored Black Widow movie coming up. That's not a question for right now. Yeah. But that was my like big surprising moment for the movie. It, what about you? Well, it seemed like they were setting her up to be the new Nick Fury. Yeah. Yeah, it really did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll take the low hanging fruit on things that surprised me. Um the the first one being that they killed Thanos in the first act. Yep. Um, that, that surprised that me. Really caught me off guard when they like came in, kicked his door down, and and were like, "We're here. We're for in you. your fucking house now." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they killed an old man sitting on the toilet. Like, yeah. that is yeah. basically what happened. Yeah. I'm gonna cut off your fucking arm, and then I'm gonna cut off your fucking head. Like, yeah. that's why I'm here. Uh, yeah. So like, I was surprised by that. Um, and then to to put that even more forward, I really expected the first act of that movie to be hey, they go try and beat down Thanos now that they have Carol Danvers and get a second ass whooping laid down upon yeah, them. Yeah, I thought that um, was going to happen. Same. But after they killed Thanos, I think that I was then surprised that Thanos remained the big bad of that movie. Um, I mean, I know that a lot of people had talked about and all the spoilers that said Thanos was going to be the big bad of this movie, but I had almost in a way expected after they killed him, like, all right, that's how it's going to be. I think I said that to you while we were sitting there. As soon as they killed him, I was like, wow, that's how this is going to go. And uh, I thought we were going to get somebody else. So that was surprise number one yep. for me. Big surprise number two. And like, I'll just, I'll put it on the floor and say it. I wouldn't have called Tony Stark dying. Um, I, and I think that maybe if I wasn't so biased, I would have. Maybe if I had been trying to convince, maybe if I had not been trying to convince myself for five years that it wasn't going to be Tony Stark, mm -hmm. 
I wouldn't have been so surprised, but I yeah. really thought it was going to be Captain America. As soon as I saw Tony Stark's daughter yep. happy with yep. the family, yep. I was like, that's, yeah, that was he's it. A, he's a goner. That's yeah. the that's the and, that's the last. In the moment too, when he's like, when he's just running pretend like simulations over time travel, he's like, oh, I'm running through the the Mobius. Like whatever diagram, and it like locks, and he goes shit. Like yeah, like, All <laughs> right. like that's it. He's and and I think Pepper even said like, I can't. My biggest failure, my only failure, is getting you to stop. Yeah, yeah. Like, I couldn't. I couldn't do that. And I was like, Tony's done. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was I was surprised in the sense of I really thought that we were gonna lose Captain America. And to make another Walking Dead reference, one of the things I was really surprised we didn't get was like a, a Negan level beatdown from Thanos on an Avenger. Yeah. Like I thought somebody was just gonna get their shit rocked. Beaten yeah. into oblivion to the yeah. point of like, wow, that's what he's capable of. Which Thor kinda got a little bit right before the, mm-hmm. the big yeah. Cap <laughs> Molnir moment. How yeah. about yeah, let's talk about that. That was awesome. Like yeah. what a great moment. What a great like I kind of thought that that was going to be the 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 series cap on cap no no pun yeah. intended mm-hmm. you know uh, and i've been okay with that like i would have yeah. been okay with him kind of like having this awesome heroic moment and and just you know just losing and then everyone else like right, kind of avenging right him. before all the portals opened i was like oh they're going to kill cap and tony in this movie yeah. like that yeah. was my thought like i thought like i th- i thought we were going to get one last I can do this all day, and Thanos was just gonna like punch through his face. Can like, we talk about? So before I get to Andrew and Kyle, like talking about what you know, what your biggest surprise was. Can we talk about real quick the Captain versus Captain? Oh, um, so good, down, so good. Is, it goes, I can do this all day. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I know. Because like, <laughs> he, because he so knows, like that was him acknowledging that he's such a boner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was like, it was layers of it was layers of layers of metal meta because like it was paying homage to. In Thor: The Dark World, where Loki like changes his appearance to look like Cap for like a split second to be like, I could be the, the hammer, like the the righteous beacon of hope. Oh man! And then like they showed him doing it again in the in this one. But like when that moment came down, I didn't know I wanted to watch Chris Evans beat up Chris Evans, but I did. Yeah, and it yeah. Was cool. um, it was Chris, really good. Chris Evans in or Captain America in 2012. That whole 2012 arc was incredible. Yeah. From from the yeah, uh, it really was the elevator. Hail oh, Hydra. Oh, good fan service oh, too. Yeah, definitely. Oh, the Hail Hydra oh. in the elevator was and, so good. And, the and fact then that he... right right up into until that is America's ass was, yeah. was <laughs> and the he, best. And if you realize too, he got him to stop strangling him by saying Bucky's alive. Yep. Right. And then he used the mind stone to wipe his mind so that that version of him wouldn't know that Bucky was still alive yep. to keep Crazy. the time loop contained which we'll come to later I, andrew what, what god i do not want to talk about movie? time travel um two things one talk five about years travel. later that definitely surprised me when and 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 they knew those those motherfuckers that made this movie knew that it would they did that thing where so you see them when they when they kill old man thanos um you see five old manos old manos Thanos. exactly um you Thanos. see five and then there's a a pretty large beat yeah. and then it says years later and i was like oh yeah yeah, I didn't. I didn't expect them to do that. <clears throat> I didn't expect them to really like, kind of, you know, just. I'm going to use this reference again. They they went third act of Final Fantasy VI and said the world is over. How's everyone coping with it? Mm-hmm. I also, but my biggest surprise was just generally how they handled Thor. Yeah. Um. And and I think they play this game like every time Thor is in a, a movie, they play this game of like 
how do we dress down Thor, or how do we like take away his power? Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Because he is like he's he's, he's OP. A god. He's a yeah. god. He's a god. He's a god. He's Goku. So he how do we stop him from going Super Saiyan? Right. Uh, or at least like delay it for the to go Super Saiyan for that for the, at the until the last minute. And this was absolutely like make it emotional you know and it was and the, so good it was so good and and it was so different to that character because generally speaking like in the past like he's not emotional yeah, yeah he's right. not he has never once let anything like really cloud his judgment he is always you know eyes I, on the prize like even more so than cat so since we're talking <clears throat> about surprises i was very surprised that thor did not retake the title of king of asgard yeah i was very I surprised he accepted his that his the fact that he doesn't know where he wants to be right now. I thought and it was yeah. going to go with the flow. It was very good. So we got to see what happens when Thor gets to be king. Like, yeah, Thor is not that guy. And I think that mm-hmm. I, I think you know we talked about like you wanted to see the five years after the snap, the things that happened. Like I think we got to see bits and pieces of like people weren't happy. They killed Thanos, which yeah. is what they thought they wanted. They didn't get it. They weren't happy. Yeah, yeah. and so I think we at least got to see though we didn't get to see like the crime that rose or what new big bads did come up in those five years that didn't get snapped, mm-hmm. what evil seeped in. We at least got to see people didn't get the answer they wanted except for Tony Stark. And yep. so he was and the only one that, he was that the only one made and the fact that Pepper was even able to say like, you have a chance to make a difference. And like for, again, for, for Scott Lang to say, you have your family, that's fine, but we can bring back everyone. Yeah. We can bring back everyone. And, like, that was the thing. Like, Tony knew there was a chance, and so he couldn't, you know, he couldn't not they called him, it. They called him in for one last round. <laughs> and you say he was that, days away from retirement. Days away from retirement. Yeah, and you say that, like, Tony Stark was the only one who got what he wanted and that Tony Stark was happy, but I think that in, in Age of Ultron, in Iron Man 3, in Infinity War, there are all of these moments of Pepper Potts saying, like, Tony, please no. Tony, yeah. please don't like stay, stop. And here is Pepper Potts giving him the permission to go out there and kill yourself because I know that you're going to, which I think means that Pepper, who knows Tony better than Tony knows Tony, knows that he is not happy with this outcome either. Like there is yeah. some resentment that Tony Stark holds that we didn't get to see on screen, but that Pepper Potts Well, the, the line that kept coming back to me was from Infinity Wars. Whenever to- we touched on Tony's story, it was fr- the line from Infinity Wars he had with Doctor Strange where he's like, Thanos has been in my head um, yeah. since 2012 or what, for yeah, however you, many years. He's been in my head, yeah. He's been in my head. And like that, they have not let that go in um, Avengers 2, Iron Man 3, everything. Like we saw... Tony Stark very affected by the fact that like he did not he could not stop the Chitari invasion mm-hmm. single handedly mm-hmm. and he was very bothered by that and he tried to stop things with Ultron yeah and he saw what happened there which I think another thing that kind of led to to, to Tony Stark being the character he was after the five years was when he landed again when he came back twenty two days later. And he's all emaciated, which was yeah. actually kind of a that great was scene. really good. Yeah. yeah, very good. I was, I was like, he was really frail. I didn't uh, feel Christian good Bale in whatever yeah. movie that Machinist. was. Machinist, yes. Yeah. Um, he like said this thing like, I wanted to wrap the world in a suit of armor. Like, I wanted to stop this, and no, and you and you all said no. Yeah, yeah. you said no, and. Captain, what did you, Captain America, what did you say? Like, if we lose, we lose together. Well, we lost. And where were you? Yeah. Where were you? I fought him, and where were you? Which I kind of wanted Captain America to be like. 
Fucking, I was in Wakanda. Yeah, doing the same I, thing. I fought him too. The jaw. Also <laughs> losing. Yeah, yes. we, we all lost together in which, different time zones, Tony. Which I think, like, is shows how well they know Captain America's character because he would not. Yeah. Like that is not the the point at that t- point. But, like you know, and I think again another interesting piece when they went to find Thanos in the beginning when he's like, "Let's go get this son of a bitch." Like they're all so blinded by rage and they think yeah. that they're going to be able to solve the yeah. problem by killing the problem, and that totally wasn't it at all. Um, I've got more questions. I want to get to them, but before we get to that, we're going to take a quick break to hear from Craft and Vinyl. Hello, debate this listeners. My name is Matt, and today. I got a copy of Iron Butterfly's debut album, a craft beer, and I recorded a podcast, and I did it all in the same building, and that is pretty cool. Uh, Hello, I am talking to you right now from the Songwriters Recording Suite at Craft & Vinyl in Grandview, Ohio, who have been oh so gracious to allow us to record our very first podcast all together in the same room. It's been very cool, and they've been very helpful to us, and they have given us beer, which is probably my favorite part of this whole situation. If you haven't checked out Craft and Vinyl, yes, they have vinyl. Yes, they have beer. Yes, they have this amazing recording suite available to other people like us as well as local bands, but they also have a music venue right here in the building, Uh, and I've seen a number of shows here myself, and they've all been phenomenal. This is a great part of the Columbus local music scene. If you are local to Ohio, I would really implore you to check it out. This place is amazing. The bands that come through here are amazing. Uh, And they have this space set up specifically to help bands get off the ground and record on the cheap, which is helping us out right now, too. So if you are in the Grandview, Ohio area, check out uh, Craft & Vinyl. They are on Fifth Avenue in Grandview. And if you are just visiting Columbus, come check out Craft & Vinyl. They do have beer and they have vinyl. Uh, Now back to your regularly scheduled episode. Um, So we're back. so here's my next question. Um, I'll, pre- I'll preface this by saying I do not want to talk about time travel. I don't, nope. <clears throat> I don't want to talk Agreed. about what worked, what didn't work, because I think they did a really, really, really good job when as soon as someone was like, mm, uh, but actually time travel, they're like, no, it's wrong. You're all wrong. Yeah. What's going to happen is we're going to go to the past. We're going to take something. We're going to get it. And it's going to be fine because time keeps moving. And then when I, and the, Hulk talked to the um, the, uh, the ancient sorcerer one, supreme, the, the, yeah, sorcerer supreme, the Tilda Swinton, one. yeah, Tilda Swinton, uh, she said, "Oh well, if you take it, it creates a branch." He says, "Fine, fuck it, we'll bring it back." Yeah, and yeah. that was. It. I don't want to get caught in the weeds about time travel because I think too many movies do, like Looper, like whatever else. Yeah, and then you have to pick all that apart. And I guess, real quick, in a one sentence from each of you. Do you think time travel is just something they're going to hand wave, or do you think it's going to be a hand wave with springs attached later, or do you think this is going to have serious issues going forward? I think the only the only two things that have changed because of time travel mm-hmm. are that Captain America is an old man old now. Old man Cap. And um, Loki, evil Loki is on the loose. Um, reformed Loki died in Infinity Wars, mm-hmm. but we have Loki in the form of just got his ass beat by the Avengers in 2012 and escaped, um, which is going to lead to shenanigans. I think that to make this movie work, they had to use time travel somehow. Yep. And I think that they did it as well and as tastefully as they could and also said, listen, we know it's time travel. Please don't. Just don't. (laughs) It's okay. Please just don't. Please. Time time travel is like, it's, it's... Works similar to the Infinity Stone. It works how the movie needs it to. Exactly. It, like it's a plot device. It is not 
a science that you need to study and catch that they broke. Yeah, so uh, yes, they, they said, here's time travel, please don't. I am choosing to don't. And I do agree with Kyle that I think Old Man Cap and Escaped Evil Loki are all that we see of this weird time shenanigans. And honestly, I hope we don't see more because I'm really happy with them saying, look, it happened, we know, it's weird, just don't, and I'm happy to don't. All right, Andrew, do you want to be our wet blanket? I think, no. I think, I think <laughs> I Scott, the mildew. I he think what's going to happen, I think what's going to happen, blanket. I think what's going to happen is Scott Lang is going to go home to Hill Valley and figure out and realize that Hill Valley is not the nice neighborhood that it used to be and in fact has been overrun by criminals. And then he's going to realize that uh, his father is Loki and owns a casino. Because a butterfly flapped its wings somewhere. <laughs> because because uh, Ashton Kutcher wrote his diary and, and can yeah, jump back to that point in time then, as well. And then and then Scott Lang's going to have to uh, steal these sports all in the neck. There it is. Good. <laughs> um, I I thoroughly enjoyed. I agree with the first two of you and disregard most of the things Andrew said. As you do, as we normally do. <laughs> Not all, just most. I uh, I I really did. I mean, we knew there was going to be something with either time travel or alternate realities, and I think alternate realities is super wonky. Um, though that is plots of other big Avengers arcs. I think that time travel, they did as well as they could, like like Matt and Kyle said, and said, hey, this is it. Like, get in the car, get out. Like, this is exactly <laughs> this is the This is the hand we are dealing you, and if you Buckle don't want to play, nerds. you can leave. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I agree with the old man Cap and Loki um, on the loose being the big two things that stick out. I still live in the can. I will say this. They just fucked with time travel. Like, yeah. And I do think that will play some sort of role going forward that a bad, a big bad has noticed. Like, there's no way that they just did all this without something taking notice. Well, and didn't at one point um, Tony says we mess with time travel, time travel, or time tends to mess back. Like, I, yeah, what, do you when, think that was foreshadowing for the future? Well, that was when that was when Thanos showed up from sure. 2014 and like started bombing shit. And Captain America goes, "What happened?" He goes, "Yeah, you mess with time travel. Time travel messes with you." Um, I wouldn't be surprised if down the line um, they pull what they pull it back in as um, more plot device. It just like it comes back in the way of like colliding timelines later on. But like I don't see it being, I don't see us having to. I don't see them using it as a uh, way to retcon anything or make any changes that they wanted to it's just gonna be if anything it's just gonna be a plot device later like oh remember that time we time traveled like six times in in a day um um it's all converging now and we have to stop it and that's the next arc is like secret wars arc yeah and and i think that could be um that could be the uh, thing that, that they go into in the future i guess my my question was and we kind of answered it um what unresolved conflicts do we have as a result of this movie? And I think, like, the biggest one is, I think, Loki, which leads me to go to what Andrew said earlier, of this was a good finale. Like, more than a... This is the very first Avengers or Marvel movie that I've left, and I've, set, and I've not had a pretty good idea of where the, the rock skips next. Right. This is the first time that I'm like, I'm not really... I mean, we know Spider-Man is the last movie in... Are we in Phase 4 or 3? And we're in the we're in phase three. No, this is phase four. This is phase okay. four. four. So it is the Spider-Man is the last movie in phase four. Right. We don't know. We know future movies, but we don't know the order. We don't know where they're going. And 
So I, I guess I don't know what unresolved conflicts this leaves us with because I don't see any of all the boxes left to check. You know, assuming that that Clint is not going to go on another killing spree, assuming that um, Black Widow is truly dead or gone because she was sacrificed to the Soul Stone. Um, you know what? I'll give you an unresolved conflict: Is Gamora alive or dead? Gamora's dead. Gone, uh, gone, gone. Oh, uh, Gamora's alive. Go- Infinity War. Gamora is dead. Infinity War Gamora is dead. Yeah. Uh, 2014 Gamora is alive today. Oh, but we think that maybe she can't get back to 2014 because she's here now. Right. Wait, no, she, she was in the in battle. She's like, she's just there. Yeah. yeah yes. So we think that's, is that that's, the new? That's, yeah, that's just, they just replace, I mean, oh, they, yeah, yeah, they just yeah, replace yeah. Gamora with Gamora. Yeah, so Gam- Gamora is, Infinity War Gamora is dead. 2014 Gamora came to... I guess what would technically be 2024? Yeah, I think that's where yeah. they're at. So 2020 yeah. something, and she is the one who disappeared That there when we saw As Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. Quill was looking at the screen trying to find Gamora. I will fully admit the first time that I teared up was the scene where Peter saw Gamora on the battlefield. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit. Like, he, he gets his moment. And then she like... Knees him in the nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, you, the first time you didn't get him, but you got both on the second time." Yeah, yeah. and I just love that point where ne- where she's like to Nebula, "Him," and Nebula's like, "Yeah, it's either him or a tree." Yeah, <laughs> very good, very good that moment. Was good. Yeah, um, but he's looking for his Gamora. Yes, so he he wants Infinity War Gamora, but she dead. She's super dead. So I think that I think the Guardians of the Galaxy three goes something along the line of as Guardians of the Galaxy go to search for twenty fourteen Gamora in twenty twenty four. And find her and try and instill the memories of the six years that she wasn't alive, plus the five years post-snap into her, and something, 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 she's back on the team. I'll be real. I don't want to watch Gamora and Peter Quill fall in love again. Um, No, I don't know. I also think (laughs) that Guardians 3 is going to be where we get Adam Warlock or Nova. Yeah. Um, And I think that somehow we intertwine those stories in. I I couldn't... I don't know. I don't care about rewatching a love story. Um, in fact, I actually appreciate that in many of the Marvel movies now, they're not trying to shoehorn love stories. I think that Doctor Strange was one of the first ones that did it really well, where it was like, oh, there's a love story here, but it matters very little. Yeah. Like, yeah. It matters very little, and it's not even really a super happy ending. It only plays a big point when he materializes the time stone to, use a, to make a watch on his wrist, which is kind of, you know reminiscent of his love story with Rachel McAdams who gave him a watch. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, Rachel McAdams was in that movie. Yeah. Right? She played she played technically Night Nurse, which is what um mm-hmm. what's her face? Rosario and, Dawson. Yeah, yes. played in the the series. Mm-hmm. Um oh. so same concept. Yeah. Um I so my big unresolved conflicts basically and all And unanswered come, questions. I'll yes. bundle that into. So they they basically all come from Tony's funeral. Um so I think Tony's funeral there when we we have the slow pan to every group. That is Marvel doing a roll call. Yep. That's like, all right, here's who's yeah. left. Here's what yeah. we've got. And I think the farther back into that line you get, the more we see how we're going to move forward. Okay. I think the people at the front of that stack, the first couple pans are people we're going to see less, and the people in the back are the people we're going to see more. But by that argument, then Nick Fury, we're going to see the most. And so that's that's my thing. I and think Harley that, from Iron Man 3. Exactly. So I think the yeah, biggest... I did not know who that was. I, put it out <laughs> yeah. I was like, I thought it was a weird shot of Tom Holland. <laughs> <laughs> I had to Google it last night, and luckily it was the top 
thing on Google was for who's those, the who's, who's the scrawny kid? teenage. For those kid of at you Tony's listening Stronghold. who may not know what we're talking about, Harley was the kid from Iron Man three that Tony like played pretend in his garage and made shit, and he's most famous for my mom is working and my dad went to the store to get scratchers. I don't. He said he said he'd be gone. That was two and a half years ago. Or yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oof. But anyway, my biggest I, unresolved me con- on dad issues. <laughs> my unresolved conflict slash my like unanswered question, and I think where we go with the next phase of the Marvel movie is what does Shield become? Which is why I think we have because we have Nick Fury. And then we have Maria Hill, yeah. we have General Ross, oh, um, and then we have Harley, who, like, there was no reason to put him in there other than that, hey, here's that kid. So it's either an Easter egg or he's important, and I don't know which side it's on, but yeah. I think having General Ross, Maria Hill, Carol Danvers, and then Nick Fury is the last four, mm-hmm. and then again, happy with Morgan, the question becomes less of what do the Avengers do now and more of... What does S.H.I.E.L.D. do now? Because it's clear now that we need some sort of protection force against the greater powers. Mm -hmm. But that whole protection force is gone and splintered or dead or retired or old. And so now the question that I have is, where does S.H.I.E.L.D. go next? How does Nick Fury sort of rally a team, whether it's Nick Fury, whether it's somebody else taking up that mantle? Um, Because I think we're going to see Professor Hulk as like a... Shield office agent now and not a a field agent, but he's um, basically beast. I yes. very much I <laughs> yes. liked I liked the scene of uh Professor Hulk trying to be the Hulk Hulk. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that showing, was very showing good. how much he's not like that that yeah. anymore. Like he's strong and and can do heavy lifting, but he's not he's not the the like Guided yeah. missile, you point at something and let it happen anymore. Yeah, like right. he's he like went over and like kind of punched. Tipped over a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, that was that was excellent. Mark Ruffalo just being a punk is just generally very yeah. good. Um, I'm glad you said uh, Thunderbolt or uh, I guess General Ross, Thunderbolt Ross, because we're gonna we're gonna come back to him. What? So before I've got one really more good question, but do you guys have other unresolved? Like, things that are lingering out there. Just um, kind of the nature of what they're going to do with um, with um, Sam and Bucky. Yeah. Um, yeah. You mean, I mean Captain Falcon? Captain Falcon. Captain Falcon. Um, yeah. they've, got the, they've got the show that's coming up. I don't know if... Um, but I, I would really like to see Bucky more as a, like, the different factions now of the, the, where the team split. They just kind of... They call Bucky up when they need uh, a good guy with a gun. Like they, he's their black ops guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They call him up when they need him, and other than that, he's he's not running any missions on his own. He's, Man, he doesn't I, have any scores. I to really, sell. I was really pushing hard for Bucky as the new cast. So Same. think of it. So think of it this way. Um, I I was torn between the two, and I had settled on it being Falcon and not Bucky. And I'll tell you why. Because I don't know what else you do with Sam's character. Yeah. Except he continues to play support in the background. Right. At least this gives him another purpose. It gives him a thing. Plus, um, I love, love, love the thought that they've made Sebastian Stan's character of Winter Soldier into the White Wolf, um, which in comic lore is Black Panther's, like, half-brother. Yeah. um, Who is truly, like, a soldier of fortune who 
is running black ops around the world. Like he yeah, okay. is that get, guy that you were just yeah, describing. And so, yeah. so that, that kind of goes into my last like big question that I want to talk about is, you know, two part, two part question. And we can take this however we want. What comes next? Like, what do we see next? What's what, what is the arc? What are the stories? Where do we go? And then knowing that our next big Avengers movie is at least four years away. What do we want to guess that team looks like? Um, so I'm, I think these two, you two guys are probably going to speak more to like the Avengers team. I want to actually sp- talk about Spider-Man for a bit because yeah. I've been thinking about this. I'm like, okay, so I know I asked this question last time. Mm-hmm. What is the possibility that Far From Home takes place before Endgame? Like or takes place before Infinity Stone? War? So, so, oh, before Infinity War? Yeah. What, oh. what, is, the, what is the chance that, that that is the case? And, I... and here's the only reason I'm, I'm saying this, and this is incredibly flimsy, but <laughs> so he gets the, um, the Stark outfit. Yeah. He gets the Stark uniform on the, uh, the ship, on the ship, on, yeah. the, on the donut ship. He doesn't have that in Far From Home. And, and you, could, you could argue in Far From Home, like, oh, he's just not wearing it, but he has it in, um, whatchamacallit, in uh, what we just saw last night in Endgame. Endgame. Thank you. That's that the movie we're talking that movie. about. So I guess I'm just like, hmm. timeline-wise, like, I would imagine that he would be using, like, he loves that, uh, he clearly loves that suit. Like, he would be using it. He would have it. He wouldn't need to, like, because there's that scene, like, when uh, uh, his, uh, when, uh, fuck, I can't think of Aunt any May. names. Aunt May is like, uh, did you pack your suit? Like, yeah. he doesn't have that, right? I, he doesn't have to pack a suit. It's flimsy, but but I I like the idea of Far From Home being pre Infinity War, um, so that we just like we start the next series of movies with like a super clean break. So so I'll be I'll um my thoughts on that, and then kind of I'll go into what I think is yeah. going to happen next. Um, they have that scene where he's like he in the trailer for Far From Home where he looks at his suit and like. It implies he decides not to bring it. I I'm gonna say like he doesn't bring his Iron Man suit, but maybe he packs his his like easily rolled up one or whatever, and um, the one that fits in a tube sock, and that, yeah, that he can military roll. And that's why yeah. that's why we don't see this uh, Iron Man suit in Far From Home. Um, I will also my prediction is that it is gonna take place after the fact, and we're gonna see a lot of these. I I would like to see a lot of these students processing the fact that they've been gone for five like, years. Like that trip is like, just kind of like, hey, forget yeah. about everything. Well, yeah. not even that. Just like, like it, within that story, we have this like under the, the human story of like, we're, we've been gone for five years. This is what's different for like, and it'll just be a coincidence that like all the students on this trip mm-hmm. that were Peter's friends before the snap also got snapped with him. So they're all back. And they're all like, yeah. we're out of time. Um, I think also I'm heavily predicting the post credit scene for in Far From Home is going to uh, feature either Professor X or Wolverine. And they will bring mutants into the story at the tail end of Far From Home. And, and that will be in their attempt to be the next, like, as big as I want to welcome you to the Avengers Initiative from Iron Man 1. That that'll be like we want to bring like you're going to do a a summer internship at the Professor X school for gifted youngsters like um so on the nose something something I think I'm predicting that's what's going to happen it would be really cool like this is just I just thought this in my in my brain a second ago but it would be cool if 
the X-Men initiative, I'll put in air quotes, was a result of the of most of the Avengers being gone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I could see that too. Um, like it was something that came after like the snap happened. And yeah, like, like it was the, like this like just team of like they took the original X Men and they're all like really young, kind of like a first class situation. Mm-hmm. And it was just like a team a team of like quirky teen rebels who were like we gotta like band together and you know. Um, and I I will I will put my my stake in the ground and predict that um, mutants will be at least heavily involved in the first part of the next phase of the Marvel movies. They will. Um, you know, not all at once, but sure. we'll we'll slowly we'll get a Professor X cameo, and we'll yeah. get a we'll get our Cyclops cameo, and then finally three years down the line, we'll get our Wolverine cameo. I think Wolverine comes in late. Yeah, like, yeah. we can't see like Hugh Jackman has to be gone for a yeah. while yeah. before. Yeah. Um, um, but that's mostly my predictions. And then if I'm like, if I if I have to make a prediction now, be, just because they didn't set anything long-reaching up um, that then I I will predict that they will bring back the issue like we time jumped four or five times in in 12 hours and (laughs) um, it's all gonna come like it's all gonna crash at on this date and we need to figure out how to and that that is Secret Wars yeah that is the battle world yeah yeah so that's that's my big prediction I guess so my thought, um, I mean, obviously Far From Home is next. I think that Far From Home, we see Peter Parker dealing with being Spider-Man for the first time without Tony Stark. I think that I, if I had to guess, I would say that he probably doesn't use the Iron Spider armor unless he has to because something, something Tony Stark is his dad and he, he feels weird about putting on that armor. Or it broke, and now there's... I mean, he doesn't have anybody to fix it. Like, Peter Parker's a smart kid, but he's not Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. So I have that thought. I am going to disagree with you, Kyle. I don't think that we see the mutants until the second... Whatever phase six is. (laughs) I think that phase... Like, the mutants tease... At the end of the thousand yard stare, yeah, right. I think the mutants. Andrew has exited the train at this point. (laughs) (laughs) The end of the next whatever Avengers movie is, whatever the big team up movie is, I think that's when we see the mutants. And obviously, we get it's Mysterio, right? I'm saying, yeah. So we get Mysterio and Homecoming. So that's going to set up something. I think one of my favorite parts about Endgame was it's the first Marvel movie I've ever walked out of, and I didn't think. I wonder what happens next. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't feel like I needed to hypothesize and theorize about what is next. I feel like what I have is all I need. And so they they didn't set anything up. They just left some loose threads that yeah. they can follow if they want. But like they don't have to mm-hmm. they don't have to follow up on anything they left right. hanging except and, Loki. Yeah. Like, and yeah. so that feels good to me. Um, the two things that I, and again, they're from Tony's funeral scene, but there were two people that were left out of this whole movie that maybe could mean absolutely nothing, and if they do, I don't know that I really care that they never came back, but they're the two major omissions that I was like, man, they were important for a movie. And the first one is from Winter Soldier. It is Peggy Carter's granddaughter. Yeah. Blonde right. neighbor girl. I, I girl think from... they didn't want Steve to have to say, I love you, Peggy. L-O-A also, I made out I with boned your, your granddaughter. boned down yeah, your granddaughter. Exactly. <laughs> a yeah, because she was a big deal in Civil War. Right. Yeah. 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 So she was, she was a huge deal. 
and then she wasn't anymore. And so she is my like. I doubt she comes back, sure. but I wouldn't be sad if she did. Yeah. And then the other one that is completely left out is Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yeah. And I think that she comes back somehow. I don't know how, and I don't even really want to put down a guess as to how or why, because honestly, I don't know that I care, yeah. but I think that she was the major, her and Lawrence Fishburne were the major leave-outs sure. of Endgame, and I think that we see them again. So here's here's my thoughts. I don't, I would say, I don't think they rush to put the mutants in. If they do anything, they pick one. They pick one or two, and I, they get them within and, the next two years. And it I better think, not be Dark Phoenix. It's going to be fucking Christ. It's going to be a slow trickle, for yeah. sure, for the mutants. Because but I, they've, they've learned that, if anything Marvel has learned, when they are slow and they are precise, they yield great results. Mm-hmm. And if they ever thought about going fast, they've seen DC trip on their own dicks like yeah. they've, yeah. Seen, they've seen that fall apart and so i think they're going to be slow and intentional i would not be sad to hear so we're going to get whatever the reveal is of the next two years at comic-con um you know later this summer and i think if i i would cry with happiness if they announced a fantastic four movie within the next two and a half years i think that would be if they were going to ram a product into this next phase like without much buildup. I think they could do the first family. Well, it makes sense too to replace Reed Richards with Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah. makes yeah. total sense. And I think that they could find a charismatic, you know, moderate B level actor, yeah, uh, John Krasinski, to play <laughs> Reed Richards. John Hamm. John Hamm. Yeah. Oh um, man. So I think that's I think really that good. I think that that's what I see there. If they rush into anything, it's going to be Fantastic Four, not the mutants, but whatever. Um, I don't know what the next big arc is. Like I said, I was still kind of rooting for Annihilus um, coming from the negative zone and dealing with alternate timelines and, and time travel. I think that that has to be a big linchpin at some point. Um, I would also wonder um, two other things. So I'd already said Black Panther and the White Wolf being Bucky. I think that that's a cool storyline. So I hope that whatever Black Panther deals with in his second movie, that that's where they just land Bucky. Yeah, like, I want him to be there. Like he is a fantastic dry support. Like I think that's good. Um, I also, so talking about Ghost, and I think she lands in this category, and I guess to everything you've said, Matt, they showed General Ross. Mm-hmm. So General Ross is famously the Red Hulk in, yes. in comic books. You know, it's a bold, big reveal. Yeah, Not Abomination, who not is Abomination. who we saw in The Incredible Hulk, Ugh. which I think is a common misconception. And, and Abomination is still in this canon. Like, yes. he is, he's, he's in the he raft. Exists. He's um, in, yeah. I think he's in the raft. Anyway... Or after the Triskelion, yeah. yeah. So General Ross, which if they were to do Red Hulk, it'd be much like they do with Mark Ruffalo, where it's mocap. It's not really him doing it. Right. Um, I think they could legitimately pull off a Thunderbolts movie, which is effectively MCU's version of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, dilute it down and pour it into my veins. I yeah. want it. <laughs> and it would, and, and this, would, this would give them the opportunity to do General Ross, who's everyone has pretty much enjoyed. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, William Hurt's great. And he would, he would be a great foil to what his character currently is. Like, he's this rules or rules or rules to we have to get the job done at any cost. They could bring in General Ross, they could somehow, I don't know, it would be a good excuse to bring back um, Baron Zemo from yeah. uh, Civil War. Yeah. Um, Baron Zemo, bring they back could bring Ghost. Ghost could land on that. And I would also, I don't know if he's been in, in it, but Ronan. Like, that would be a good thing for Hawkeye if they're doing a, yeah. a okay. we that have Ronin. to get this mission done at any cost. This is kind of like a gross like military option. 
Like, we know you went yeah. on that rampage during yeah. during the hey, Thanos you more, years. You got any more rampage right. hiding back there? Hey, man, you killed a lot of people. Have you ever thought about doing that professionally? Well, and, and I think him being in Captain Marvel is kind of signaling to like, hey, we're not done with Ronin. Like, yep. Why else would yeah. they have spent the money to get that actor to have that weird cameo that really didn't matter? I think, I think even the Russos said, like, yeah. we, we really liked... Um, we really liked him and the character Ronan, yeah. Um, and that's why we're seeding him. In. What are we talking about? So wait, Hold here's on. here's a here's an important distinction. Yeah, um, there are two Ronins. Oh, so Ronan the Accuser yeah, is the oh, Kree no, I was saying who Ronan works for Thanos. Yeah, Ronan you were, you were is is a like basically an alter ego. It is Hawkeye. someone that Hawkeye becomes in the canon yeah. or in the comic book. Uh, I was saying Hawkeye murder yeah. murder rampage when, guy. Gotcha. Yeah. Ronan the Accuser super dead. Yeah, dark he, he dead. dark Hawkeye. Is dark Hawkeye. Um, dark Hawkeye. Dark Eye. He is, he is a special. That's a, the new James Bond movie, I think. Dark, um, dark Eye. Yeah, no. Uh, dark Hawkeye is effectively Ronin the way that Civil War and Infinity War Captain America yeah. became the Nomad. It's, yeah. it's, it's not the Keyblade, it's the Keyblade. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So here's, I'll, I'll throw one more, one more thing out there. So, um, if we're still talking about like mutant introductions and what that looks like, I would argue in this next, you know, three phases, if it's going to happen, it'll be done in the way that Civil War was like Avengers 2.5. Right. I think that we're going to see these big Avengers movies happen every three to four years where they are huge collisions in like everyone's story. And then before the final act of it, there is a reason for them all to get together again in like a mini setup. You yeah. Know, the way that Civil mm-hmm. War was like, we had we had Avengers 2. You saw kind of how that went. We had a cohesive team that Tony Stark kind of stepped away from. Civil War happened. Tony Stark and Captain America had their rivalry. It clashed at 2.5 in Civil War. Now we have to resolve it in three. Yeah. And yeah. So but- I think that we'll see something like that. Um, I want to I want to throw out too because Todd, you've thrown out bringing in the Fantastic Four, and we've hinted at Secret Wars. I want to see the Council of Reeds on the big <laughs> screen, where they all exist in a pocket dimension, yeah, like, solving all um, the universe's problems. If, if you're unaware, listeners at home, the Council of Ricks from Rick and Morty <laughs> is completely ripped off from the Fantastic Four, where um, Reed Richards sets up the Council of Reeds to. Solve interdimensional problems. Which Thanks. episode did we it. talk about that? In? We talked about that we in an episode we of our own podcast. Um, I think it was the the underappreciated um, Marvel character. Yeah, that's, I, think that's, that's the, I think it's the lost episode. I no, it's not the lost episode. but it's lost from my. Me- I definitely yeah. wiped it from my memory banks. Well, that's because you talked about Jubilee. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I do. I don't recall. <laughs> you blacked out for forty-five I, minutes. It's I don't. Funny. I don't recall that. I believe the fifth. <laughs> well, well. Hey, I think we're gonna go ahead and get this wrapped up because I think we could talk for hours about about. We've got Avengers. a whole what weekend is, in a yeah. cabin. Yeah. What, what do you got? Talking. I just. I want one. One final thought, and it is this: that that is America's um, ass. That that is America's ass. No. Um. <laughs> I I saw this thing on Facebook on Thursday and it was the one thing I've seen on social media that really resonated with me and it was how amazing is it that we were alive to witness this all happen in theaters because 20 years from now no one will remember how impossible the MCU was and that's really cool and is still something that resonates with me and I've got to give my hat off to Marvel for Mm -hmm. like a company that created the idea of the comic book universe to 
re-script that into a movie universe that has never existed in this way before, and, and that's really cool. And I just, yeah, fucking. My this was my entire. So this was my entire twenties. Like, yeah. Iron Man came out when I was eighteen. I am twenty-nine today. Like, this was my entire twenties, and holy cow! And um, oh, I had another point I wanted to make on that, but I forgot it. So yeah, move on. Fair. Um, yeah, so with that, so thanks for listening in to Debate This. Make sure you follow along with the argument on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Debate This Cast. And check out our website at debatethiscast.com. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review so more people can hear our fantastic, nerdy show. Until next time, I'm Todd, that is America's ass, Thomas. I'm Kyle, on your left, Harper. I'm Matt, come drink beer at Craft and Vinyl, Cole. I'm Andrew, which Ronin am I, Henderson? <laughs> <laughs> Saying thanks to our host, Craft and Vinyl, for letting us use their amazing songwriter's recording suite, and for all of you debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, then you can come fight us behind the swing sets, nerds. 